Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesca Report brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media. My name is Brad Chandler. With me tonight, I've got Ed Hand. How are we doing, boss? Oh, I'm great. I'm I'm fantastic. How about you, man? I'm um, I'm living the dream, you know. Tired as hell, man. But uh with us, we got two time and a returning uh guest, Mr. Cole Cottom. How are we doing, boss? Doing great. Thank you guys for having me back again. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. And when Ed sent me a message the other day saying, hey, uh, 7 o'clock on Tuesday? And I was like, sure. Who do we have? And he said, Cole Cottom. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can confirm that was the exact <laughs> response to it. He also used the little flame emoticon to like it. Um, oh, good. Just to good. exemplify his excitement. It was beyond the heart. It was beyond <laughs> the thumbs up. It was full on flame. Um, oh, we're good. super happy to have you, dude. Like, Welcome back. Oh, no. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was a great, it was a great time last time. Looking forward to it again. I got to say, man, like after, after chatting with you and whatnot, and then meeting you in person, like you took – you took your time, like you were, you were playing first. You were taking balls at first base and whatnot, which I'm going to ask you about in a little bit. But uh, you just came over and just shot the shit with me for like a good 15 minutes, man. And I got to say, I appreciate it. It was cool talking to you. Um, it was weird because like some people were like, oh, who's this? Like, <laughs> you know, but uh, I appreciate it, man. It was really, really, really cool of you to take the time to uh, talk for a few no, absolutely. It was great. It was great uh, meeting you in person and I appreciate the t-shirt and, you know, it's just, uh, oh, it's awesome. That. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. I left it. Uh, I left it at my parents' house. So it's in the, it's in the, uh, the bag going down to Florida. So I'll make sure to, to rock it down there, but there you go. Um, no, but it was great meeting you and, uh, Ed, great to see you again. Great talking to you, you know, every once in a while. So it's excited to be here. Dude, you absolutely made my my now fiance's family's um summer for two reasons the first was you signing so i got we had this big my, my fiance has like this gigantic irish catholic family and um it was like this big get together in maine for the summer and they had well her little like five-year-old nephew um was throwing out the first pitch you know how they have like a bunch of people throw that out and um I reached out to Cole before the game and I was like, Hey, um, my girlfriend's little cousin is, he's really into being a catcher right now. He makes people wear the gear. It would be <laughs> like, you know, like it would absolutely make his day if you could like, just like, you know, just go over and say hi and sign, sign something for him. And what ended up happening, it was, it was, it was Cole was super cool about it. Um, it was like, yeah, no, I'm going to be signing stuff from X time to X time. And, you know, yeah, just let me know when. So I came over, and he got really nervous right before well, <laughs> and it didn't end up happening. But he was super ecstatic about getting the card. And then, just to top things off, you had a walk off double that day. Yeah, yeah, against uh, against Somerset. Yep, yep. You hit it. I think it was uh, the 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 uh, <laughs> Sea Dogs were winning. Like it was. I, oh God, what was his name? Um, Uziel Pardon Artillas was, I think it was his first start at double A and he was cruising. They were up like nine water, something like that. And Somerset just came back and you, I think it was your second hit of the game, right? Like you had another one. Yeah. Prior to that. 
Yeah, it was a long game, you know, a lot of offense. And, um, you know, there was it was a it was a really fun game. And it was interesting because I, I hadn't done well up until that point. And one of my good friends from college, uh, Carson Coleman, was pitching for them. You know, he struck me out earlier in the series, uh, maybe even on three pitches. The dude is nasty. Great, great dude. Great pitcher. And uh, and left me a heater over the middle. So it was nice. But it was a, it was a fun game. And it was one of those, you know, it was a culmination of a lot because we were up a lot. They came back you know, Sunday of a, of a six game series against the Yankees. So it was kind of a big, uh, it was a big win for us. And it was, it was a fun, such a fun day. So. Yeah. No, you made a lot of people happy that day. <laughs> like she's got like, she's got like 30 people in her family alone at that game. So. Oh, that's funny. Who you are. Well, I appreciate it. It was great. It was great seeing, seeing them and seeing you guys, but uh, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun day. So I got to ask you, I, I don't know if I asked you the last time you were on, but if I did, uh, what's it like playing the same team six times in a row? You know, it, it it's different, right? Because a couple years ago, you know, we had the normal minor league schedule and it was, you know, three, four, two days, whatever it was. There's a lot of benefits to the travel of it because you're not, you know, in and out of different hotels on the road more. You know, you're you're actually able to stay places, stay at home for sometimes, you know, days on end. But the team itself is interesting because you face the same, some of the same starters maybe once, twice, um, however it works, and then the relievers as well. So it's it's good and you know there's positives and negatives. But I think you know you see a lot of the same arms. Granted, they see you as well, and you know you get some buddies on the team. It's a good week. You know it's uh, although you know you get chippy, you get chippy on a Tuesday. It's going to make for an interesting Saturday and Sunday. So, um, but it's very it is it's very unique. I think I I enjoy it more than the old schedule of traveling a lot. And, you know you're you're in and out of different hotels, but I think it's it's kind of fun, you know, especially you get in a good city, you're able to like, you know, walk around, go out, like do check out the city more of itself too. So there, there, I think there's definitely a lot more pros and cons there. Go ahead. How was the, um, so you, you started off having a pretty solid season at double A and you got, you got that call up to triple A. Um, what could you take us through, um, through your call up? Yeah, absolutely. So I w- it was after uh, it was after you know normal night game, and they had a lefty starting, and I was like, man, I was really I really thought I was going to get in there, and uh, my manager was kind of like, hey, man, you know, just get the day. I'm like, all right, okay, no problem. And then after the game, you know, I was a little you know I was a little frustrated. I wanted to play, of course, and uh, and you know they call me in. They're like, hey, we want to talk to you. And then you know when someone goes to talk to the manager, nine times out of ten, it's for it's for going up. So it's pretty, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good feeling. A bunch of all the coaches were in there and then, you know, all the, all the teammates, everybody come, uh, come and uh, say hello or, or say congrats. I mean, I mean, and then I go up, uh, tell my wife that we got to, got to pack up the place in Portland and get on the road in the morning. So it was a, uh, it was a quick, she, she did a great job. I mean, she's a very, she's an incredible woman, but you know, very organized packs great. So it's, it made it for an easy transition with that, but um, and again, just a very, very short drive up to up to Worcester. Yeah, no, it's close. Had you had you been to Worcester at all prior to this? I had not. No, I had not. So it was a you know it was very it was a very great it was a great experience. You know, we had you know the city the city is definitely developing around the stadium, which is cool. And there's a lot of like new new restaurants, new hotels, and all that. But you know, the stadium of itself is is incredible. Just really, really nothing like it. As far as restaurants go, and this is an entirely mm-hmm. selfish question, but are there any restaurants around there that you would recommend? Oh man, you know there's there are a few off. I can't. Oh man, I'm, I'm losing the I'm losing the restaurants. But the uh, there's a bunch right off the main road, right off of Worcester. Um, you know, just a couple streets over from the park. Um, there's a bunch of really nice one, really nice like steakhouses across uh, from the team hotel. So you know, it's. There are some good mom and pop places. Uh, Salt and Pepper is a really good uh, breakfast spot. Me and my dad went, but you know it's very there. You kind of get everything what you want there, and you know you, the more you stay. We were we were there for a long a lot of home stands there, and it was awesome. And we uh, got to go to different places in the morning and the afternoons and dinners and stuff. It was great, great food spots. Did you um, find the food at Triple A like around Triple A stadiums to be better than the Double A ones? Yes, I think, you know, that's a pretty, as is a lot, the higher you get in the levels and everything, I'm sure it's uh, the exact same in the big leagues, you know, you get the higher you get, the better the food gets as well. So the, uh, and you know, we were, we had a lot of uh, 
big league rehab guys with us as well. So we had, we were fed pretty well from them as well. They're always very generous with all the food that they provide us. Um, you know, and it's, you know, you get some of the, you get some really nice, really nice meals and, you know, they're, they're very, very, they're great about that. So. Were you there for the sale rehab? Not in, uh, not in Worcester. I was still in uh, Portland at that time. So I was, I was with him in Portland and then, uh, I was about a week, a week or so later when he, when he went up. Yeah. That's actually a very good segue though, for, um, the big news for today. Do you want to get this one, Brad? Sure. Um, actually, you know, we were talking just a little bit before, uh, we started recording and I guess we broke the news to Cole here, but, uh, the news is that, uh, Matt Barnes has been uh, designated for assignment. Uh, now, when I saw you in uh, in Hartford, um, it was a little bit beforehand, but I'm pretty sure you were the one catching uh, when Barnes was making his rehab. He made a start, actually, um, for that game. I think he pitched two, maybe three innings. Yeah. Yeah. He did well. He, he did well. And I, you know, I caught him the year before as well when he was again at Hartford rehabbing, but man, Barnes, he's a great guy. Um, unbelievable person. So, you know, he's had so many accomplishments on the field as well, but an even, even better person off the field. Yeah. So like it was for people like us, um, you know, a lot of people were thinking that uh, Brazier was going to end up being the person who got designated for assignment because Duvall needed a spot on the 40-man roster. And a lot of people are shocked, uh, us included, uh, on the um, on the Barnes DFA. So, but, uh, I mean, can you give us anything on Barnesy besides, like, he's a nice guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he wor- he works hard, and I think that's that's no question. You know, he's had – He's had a lot of some ups and downs the last couple of years, but the guy continues to work hard. So, you know, the, the limited time I've had with him, you know, spring training during the season and stuff, um, he's got unbelievable stuff. I mean, that's not, you know, there's been, there's been some, he's been working on a lot of stuff here and there over the years, but you know, he's very consistent with that. And his, again, you know, he's a great dude and hopefully, hopefully he's picked up and has a great year. As a catcher, is it hard to um, to block that knuckle curve that he throws? <laughs> just where, like you know, just like that that that's it's almost like a spike at the end of it. If like that goes wrong, I feel like you just got to throw your body in front of it, right? Yeah, and and lucky for us, you know, he's pretty he's pretty accurate. And you know, the the big leaders, man, their their misses are a lot smaller, so you get. Uh, but it's it is it's difficult. But that thing bounces early. You know, you got to get almost up with it. But it's uh it's a really it's a very unique pitch. But that's you know part of what makes him successful. That's, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a different feel for this team. There are only three guys now, I think, from the 2018 World Series left. There's um, Dever, Sale, and somehow, someway, Ryan Brazier just keeps on uh, keeps on coming through. Um, now, have you, is, is Brazier someone you've worked with at um, during spring training? Yeah, a little bit here and there. You know, I've I've caught him a few times. And then as well, I think uh, he rehabbed with us in uh, in Portland. Maybe I think it was last, uh, this past year. So again, you know, same same thing. He's he's unbelievable dude, and he's got he's got some good stuff. So it's kind of I think you know there's been very much flashes and glimpses of just dominance. So I think you know they're trying to trying to find more of that. And I think you know hopefully hopefully that comes. I mean like. Just like Barnes, you know, he works incredibly hard and great dude. So hoping but nothing but success for him. I think What's the, his secret though? Does he have information that would lead to the arrest of John Henry? Uh, <laughs> What's he? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know about any of that. So he's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I think. I think he's just. I don't know if he's like loved for it, but I think one of the things that he's remembered for is telling Gary Sanchez to get the ba- get back in the fucking box. Well, yeah, fired up Brazier's a is a good guy to have on your team. So we'll uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch this year, man. I'm hoping hoping to be up there, but you know it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be fun. Hope again, him, Barnsley, everybody, just nothing but success. Yeah, I'm joking aside. He did. He did. Does have those runs where he looks <clears throat> almost unhittable, and you know the experience. I think that some of it is also that 
Cora trusts him. And I think for a manager, having guys that you you feel like you can trust goes a very long way. So, you know, if it's it, – Cora, I, I tend to trust his his judgment a lot. So I'm really hoping to see a, a rejuvenated Ryan Brazier. Either that or I just want to know what his secret is. So we'll, we'll find out <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. So uh, we had your boy uh, Brandon Walters on not too long ago. And we talked to him about how you said that he had the nastiest slider you've ever caught. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Cause it's, I mean, it's unbelievable that he is a, he's a special pitcher and man, he's got just three unbelievable pitches. I mean, his, his fastball moves more than most guys change up. His change up moves more than anybody's and a slider is absolutely wipeout. So it's, He's a very special pitcher and not, you know, not just pumping his tires or anything, but, you know, he's worked incredibly hard for it. I mean, great story, great guy. I mean, you know, just absolute, absolute workhorse. So he's, he's an awesome guy to have on your team and hopefully don't have to face him too many times in spring training. He, um, listening to him talk about pitching and also listening <clears throat> to Chris Murphy talk about pitching, mm. it seems like you, you've got some very cerebral guys on that pitching staff. How much are you guys just talking trade in between, like on the bench in between innings and stuff? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it goes even farther in the field. You know, Murph and I talk all the time about different things. Um, same with uh, Walt, but it's like, you know, those guys – they're incredible at their jobs. You know, they're incredible at what they do and there's many reasons for it. You know, it's not, you know, just, it didn't just happen. Didn't, you know, just fall into it. They, they take it very seriously, try to find every edge and advantage they can. So, and that's what makes it fun, you know, in bullpens and, you know, early on just messing around, you know, there's a lot of that success probably is found within those just having fun goofing off moments and then everything starts to click. Then you get on the mound and compete. So it's very, you know, especially, you know, those two are very special, special pitchers. And it's so much fun to work with them. And again, you know, we have a very, we have a very talented staff um, throughout the whole system, but, you know, especially at the upper levels right now. So we're, it's very, makes, makes my job easy, makes it fun, you know, gets, especially when we get rolling on the same page, you know, it's both of them are very quick workers. When we start clicking, everything goes together. It makes for uh, for a fun outing. Who are you most uh, looking forward to working with in spring training? <clears throat> Oh, that's, that's a tough one. But um, both those guys you mentioned are up there for sure. I think, you know, them, Bayo, um, Mata, you know, we've got unbelievable. Again, yeah, I could go on the whole, I could list the entire, the entire roster up there at the upper levels. It's very, you know, we're all very close. We've, we've kind of come up together. You know, a lot of us, right. there's a couple of guys we've gotten here and there over the, uh, the last couple of years, but you know, you go back and look at like, there's a couple guys from the the Lowell 2018 team, and then you know Greenville the next year. Sweat flipped with the after COVID Greenville again. You know Portland and Worcester. It's very we've kind of there's been a lot of guys that have especially on the pitching side that has have either you know come we've worked come up together or um, you know have been with last year. You know and losing uh, Politi and and Thad this past you know with the Rule Five. Those were two guys that were they're from 18. So it's very, uh, we've kind of got a really core group of guys that have been moving their way up. Have you been working with anybody in the off season? Um, not, not really from our organization, just kind of guys in town and, uh, you know, in, in Knoxville, but definitely, uh, keep in touch with all of them and, you know, just trying to, you know, but talking probably more golf than baseball right now, but also, <laughs> uh, but no, we're getting nah, just kidding. But we, uh, but we're all getting ready to go down there soon, and just trying to get everything, uh, you know, just mess around right now. Then we get down there, you know, start rolling and start uh, turning things on. Do you and like um, like Eli Marrero and Stephen Scott and the other the other catchers there? Do you guys exchange notes with each other, or is it sort of oh, like absolutely with each other? Oh no, I mean we're absolutely competing, but you know we're we're all good buddies. You know we hang out all the time. So um, you know Scotty and I play golf all the time, you know, Eli, we all hang out all, I mean, we're with each other every day. I think, you know, we have the, the pitcher catcher meetings, you know, we're in it, we're in it with each other the whole time. We're giving each other feedback. You know, if Eli caught the day before, see something, he chimes in and we talk and then, you know, we kind of, we bounce, bounce ideas off each other. We warm each other up all the time. It's kind of very, um, it's a very much a, a give and take, you know, we, we very much pour into each other with everything. And, you know, we're, again, we're, we're there for the pitchers. We're there for the team. It's very, uh, you know, I think especially those group of guys, you know, very selfless. And so it's very, it's, uh, you know, 
trying to help each other become the best player we can. So uh, getting the call up, uh, what would you say is the biggest difference between double A AA and triple A? In terms of uh, competition or like field or what? Let's go both. Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's different. I think competition wise, cause you know, you have a little bit of older group you have, uh, you know, especially on other teams, you know, we, you have, uh, you have guys that are, have the ability to throw pitches anywhere at any time. So that's kind of, which makes it fun. So, you know, the, it makes it very much more of a chess game than kind of like a, you know, you go right at it, but it also in the turn with catching wise, it makes it a lot of fun too, because you get some good arms, you, you know, you're playing the game, the game's a little bit faster, but not much. I think it's very, um, it's very controlled with, with the pace and all that. So it's fun. Um, but you know, you get, like we talked about before the, um, the field's unbelievable up there. You know, you get, you get treated well, you see some really, you see some cool players. Cause you know, I grew up watching some of these guys and um, you know, some of the rehab guys, some guys that, you know, were kind of trying to work their way back into the big leagues. So it's, it makes it fun. You know, you see, you grow up watching them on TV and see, you know, have their cards and everything and you're playing with them, playing against them. So it's kind of, it's an interesting, uh, interesting time, but definitely a lot of fun. So you were talking about the pace of play and whatnot. Uh, they just announced that they are going to have uh, the robo umps uh, starting in 2023 for triple uh, a. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's interesting. Um, you know, it's definitely, there's definitely kind of like with everything, the pros and cons. So I think, you know, I think there it's a step in the right direction. And okay, that's not just me. Nope, it's definitely oh, no. not just you. I think uh, I think Cole's having some problems with his yeah, internet right Cole's now. Having some some technical problems right yeah, now. Hopefully, it comes right back. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> what are your thoughts, Ed? On on the barns? No, the RoboHobs. Oh, um, I I don't know, man. I'm. I kind of if it's like the sir if if it's like the tennis challenge system where they just do it quickly then that's yeah I'm fine with that they have a couple per game like that's fine but I I don't mind the human element I've never really I never really have minded the human element so I I don't know it's kind of like I get people wanting it to be as perfect as possible but it's an imperfect game and I think that that's part of the appeal of it so you know as long as it doesn't get two in the way i don't mind it i mean we thought that instant replay was going to make a huge difference with like at the bases and they still get calls wrong there so you know i definitely do how about you man i'm indifferent um i want to see how it works i want to see how they're going to implement it and um here he is but uh it really just boils down to like like i said i just want to watch to see how many calls they screw up or how many calls they actually get correct with the robo ump uh, before I say, Oh no, I hate it. You know, I don't want to be one of those elitist people being like, <laughs> don't change my game. You know, cause everybody was that way. Like you were saying uh, with the instant replay. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't, don't know what happened there, but that happens to me um, constantly. Don't worry about uh, it. Yeah. It's that New York internet. <laughs> Tennessee it's, internet. it's 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 an inside joke but uh you were you were talking about the uh robo ups yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh with that because you know the the interesting part is kind of the challenging system if if they're doing that i know at certain certain parks certain levels um you know they get a few challenges in any or you know a game whatever however that's going to be presented but it's uh it's going to be interesting because they're you know the art of catching is it's changing a little bit in that sense, which, you know, however the game's going, you're, we're going to have to evolve that way as well. But, you know, you, you know, not that, you know, we love it. Don't like it. It's kind of a, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of inevitables right now with, with the changes and everything, you know, again, we, there's no control for our sense. We just have to kind of adjust and, you know, try to get better at what that's going to make us do. But, you know, the challenging part's going to be interesting. I think, um, if, if they're doing that for us, I'm not even, I'm not even quite sure. I'm sure we'll get the whole breakdown during spring training and, uh, and all that. I mean, last year they brought in the, uh, the earpiece for the catchers, mm-hmm. um, or the call the signs 
um, whatnot. This year, yeah, pitch count. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I was drawing a blank there. Uh, they're banning the shift. I, are they doing that in in the minors? They uh, we had we had certain restrictions uh, this past year. You know, I think in Double A there's no shift. Um, I, I think, I'm going to mess some of this up, but you know, Double A there's no shift. Triple A there was, you know, different. There's different rules. The bases were bigger there. I know. Um, different things like that. So they were, they're implementing a little bit there. The pitch clock was, you know, universal in the minor leagues last year. Um, so that was, and, you know, that was interesting, I think for sure, you know, definitely again, kind of with everything there's, there's pros and cons to adjust, but, um, but the bigger bases I, I'm a huge fan of, I think that's, I think that's fine. And then, uh, you know, the auto zone will be interesting. I've only played with that one time out in Arizona, but other than that, it'll be, it'll be a fun, uh, fun transition. No, the the uh, the pitch clock. Um, there's a lot of people that believe that it's you know it's going to make games shorter. What are your thoughts? Don't tell uh, me you froze again. Yeah, we got a froze. <laughs> frozen again. I'll tell you my thoughts on that. I thought it was great working. At, oh, oh, there he is. Go. Oh, I think you're back. You're there. You're here. Maybe you can't hear us. Yeah, uh, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Oh, there you go. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why it's so it's bugging up a little bit. <laughs> we're, sorry, so, what were we asking? We were talking about the pitch clock. Yeah, clock yeah. And, and, and it making the game shorter, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. So, again, very interesting. There's definitely um, – there's definitely ways to make it, to get around it a little bit, you know, but again, you look at, I think the play from a player's perspective, it is very different. You know, the little, you never really kind of knew how long you were taking between pitches, between innings, everything like that. It kind of was just what you do. So the adjustments right away were very difficult. Um, you know, on I think on everybody's sense players wise. But then you again you look at the sheer numbers of the time for the games and they were quicker. So if that if that was the goal for for that, then it definitely worked. I think, you know, there's you look at the the I think in the big leagues the clock is different. Um, you know, I think it might be a couple seconds longer per per at bat, per pitch, something like that. But there's uh, I think, you know, it definitely probably will do the. It'll probably piss a lot of people off right away. There's going to be some, you know, April to May is probably going to lead the lead the most ejections ever of all time. But, you know, it's going to be, I think, you know, down the road, it's definitely going to speed the game up. Yeah, I think that that's I think that that's a pretty fair assessment. I can tell you just from watching games at AAA with the uh, mm-hmm. pitch count. It's really, it's really nice um, when, you know, you're there in the summer and you have got work the next day and it's kind of hot out and it's like a two and a half hour game or it's a two hour and 45 minute game instead of three and a half hours or something like that. It makes, it does, it does add up. And it's not that, it's not that baseball isn't great. It's just that you, it's like you want the dose of it to be right, I guess. I will say this. Uh, I have, last year I had seen myself staying uh, for more full games at Dunkin' Donuts Park um, than I was before. They were a little shorter, so yeah, uh, it was it was pretty nice. And it's always interesting hearing like the fan part of it too, because like the players, you know, are very you know again right away very skeptical. You know, change is always comes with skepticism in that way. But you know, from a fan perspective, it's interesting too, because you know we don't really get to watch a whole lot of games other than you know we're not playing, and it's kind of you know not it's not the same. So from a fan experience, if it is you know, it, if it is better than that's, you know, kind of what the, I'm sure the the goal of it would be. What about um, as far as rule changes go with the the pickoff limits? Um, as a catcher, how, where, uh, how, how do you feel about that? That, again, it's very, it's very interesting because, you know, if there's so many ways you can get around it and kind of get, you know, if you pick off once, it might not pick off again because if they pick off again, then it's, you have to get them. So it's, it's very cat and mouse game with that. You know, it, it probably, it will incite more runners to, to steal. And so, you know, it gives us opportunities to throw, which is great. And, uh, 
But again, it's a very it makes it a little more of a chess match too because you know you get late in a game and you uh, you start sitting there with the bases loaded and you can't step off because stepping off is essentially the same as picking off when you know with the runners on. So it's going to be um, you know again with the pitch clock and everything too. You can't step off like reset the clock and all that. So it's a very it took a little bit of time to get adjusted to that. I'm sure for the pitcher's sense as well. Um, catching wise, you know, it changed a little bit, but not, not an incredible amount. I think it just kind of made it a little bit more, we had to become aware of it more obviously right away. And then it was kind of on the pitchers a lot as well. Now, um, going back to you in AAA this year, this is something that I meant to ask earlier, but, um, your first hit, I believe was a double over the center fielder's head at AAA. Is that, um, am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Yes, you are. Yeah, can you take me through that at bat? Yeah, so I, it was. It's really funny. So that was the the first start I had up there, and uh, you know, first time playing on the field, and I was wearing the cleats that I wore in Portland. And the the field, the box is a little bit different. If you watch the first at bat of mine, I struck out, and I took like two pitches, and I I was slipping, and my net, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna swing, and I slipped. I couldn't. I could not keep my front because they weren't metal, so they weren't. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't swing. And so it's like, I kept, I've been, I kept trying, of course, I was getting fastballs. I was hitting ninth and, uh, and I couldn't hit it at all. So I went back in and I changed into, and I think it, they must've been Jay Groom's old metal spikes from when he was, from when he was there. And they were just in the locker room and I, cause we had the same size foot and I was like, man, I got to put these on. So in the middle of the game, I switched shoes because I couldn't, I couldn't stand in the next, <laughs> and then the first swing of that at bat, it was terrible, terrible swing. And just, you know, on a fastball. And they're like, and I was hoping, you know, not intentionally, of course. And uh, and luckily they grooved me one again thinking I just couldn't hit it and, you know, ran into one. So it was uh, it was an interesting, you know, such a fun day because, you know, it was a, it was a day. It was like a 4 o'clock game, which, you know, I hadn't played a lot of them. But it, so many fans, you know, great atmosphere. It was it was a great, you know, as soon as you as soon as you do anything, you hear the roar. You know, the fans are very involved. It was awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, it seemed like as you got a you got a pretty good amount of playing time when you um, got there, and then it seemed like they moved a bit more towards Wong and Hernandez getting the bulk of the starts. Now, were they um, just like were you getting? I, I would assume that you were working with the with the staff there and kind of getting accustomed to um, to the pitchers and everything. But was it what what was was it tougher for you to be um, to be I guess on the field a little bit less there? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, every season comes with different challenges. So, you know, I think I learned a lot from that as well, you know, how to mid season, you know, take a step back, you know, work more on different things. It was very, you know, again, very unique experience, but, um, but I learned a lot from it. So it it wasn't definitely wasn't easy, of course, uh, not playing, but you know, what I learned from it probably, uh, probably outweighed that. So I think, you know, well, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. But, you know, if it does, I think I'd be more ready for it now. And, you know, I've learned a lot from that as well. Yeah. All right. So I hope I think it was uh, Murphy I talked to. I was asking this question about uh, up in Portland last year. There was a huge brawl. Tyreek uh, <laughs> Reed. It looks like it was just like, yeah, dude, here, you, here I come. And then he just slugs him. Uh, where were you? I mean, obviously you were in the, uh, the dugout, but like, what were your thoughts? Yeah. You know, again, I, I love Tyreek and, you know, all those guys. So it was, uh, it was, it was interesting, you know, as soon as it happened, you kind of saw it and you're like, man, like that guy is so much smaller than him. You'd think he wouldn't be mouthing off. And I don't know what, again, I, I can't, I can't say on air what exactly was said. You know, I can't have, have my wife, my mom listen to this and say it again, but, um, but, you know, again, it, it was, it happens It's part, it's part of it. And so, you know, as soon as it happened, you know, ran out there, started grabbing people to try to get off of, uh, get off the ground. So it was, uh, it was a very, it was very quick. I think is you know, been in a couple of those in my career and, uh, it's a lot quicker than you think, you know, you just try to be in the right spot and help out, uh, help out, help out your team. So. Cole Cottom, uh, known good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, I've got a, qu- a Twitter question from you, um, mm-hmm. and it's from uh, uh, Nugsy Bogues. And the question is, um, who has been your greatest mentor throughout the, your baseball, your professional baseball journey? 
Oh man. I mean, uh, outside of, you know, my mom, my brother, my wife, um, my dad, probably, you know, I've, I've looked up to him for a long time and there's very, you know, very special man, very special relationship. And so I think, you know, with our whole family, we're very, we're very close, but, um, you know, he, he played, uh, sports in college, you know, was very, very good athlete. And so, you know, he's gone through similar things, but you know, it's very, he's a great role model, great, great person to look up to. So, and again, my mother as well, she's a, she was a great athlete and very, you know, unique, unique to have two people to, to look up to and kind of show you the ropes like that for me and my brother. And, you know, just hoping to pass that on to, to my kids someday. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think I mentioned this when you were on last year, but I always enjoy how any Cole Cotton content gets retweets and likes from the entire plan. <laughs> You can you can pick them out pretty easily, so you can you'll uh, you're nothing nothing short of that. So, is there a reason why your handle is Cotton? That was a nickname in high school. Um, nobody could really say the name, my last name. They always just assumed it was Cotton. So it was kind of, and then the uh, um, dodgeball, the dodgeball guy from uh, like. If you can uh, dodge a bridge, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, he says. Uh, <laughs> Like Cotton, Cotton was his name, Cotton McKnight or something. So it was kind of, you know, that was going around, but it's a, it a nickname from high school. And, uh, and so kind of when I, when I created my Twitter back whenever that was, uh, that's what I, that's what I put on there. I'm trying to remember, was that the Jason Bateman character? Yes, it was. Yes. So it's just very, very underrated cameo. I'm a huge movie guy. I love movies. Love TV shows, but uh, that's definitely top one of the, one of the top cameos of all time. That just isn't appreciated as much. What is your favorite baseball movie? Oh no! It's always at the, it's always mid question when it starts to freeze up. It's never like mid sentence. I love it. What's your favorite baseball movie? Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay, okay. I think it worked now. What's your favorite baseball movie, Cole? Oh, oh no. Technical difficulties. Oh, sorry, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm not not used to being on the Wi-Fi here. What was your what was your question, Ed? What is your favorite baseball movie? Ooh, favorite baseball movie. The easy answer is Bull Durham. Try to think of that's probably that's probably my favorite. Easy, easily the most quotable of them all. Have you oh. found the, the that minor league baseball really is as it's represented in that movie? There are definitely some good similarities. I think you know just pushing for doing anything for an off day every once in a while is definitely up there on uh, most realistic. But um, but man, it, it is funny. There there are some similarities, but you know it's it's a it's just a good movie. So. Have you had anything that's happened to you where you like just thought right after that, like, oh man, this is, this is, yeah, that was pretty spot on. Oh man. I, I'm sure I have. I think, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of good references with that movie as well, but you know, you get up in the, sometimes, you know, you go up to the, you go up to the Mounder and Mount visit, especially, you know, me and Murph or something up there. We'll start just, I'll, I'll try to make him laugh and just like say some jokes, just something super silly or anything like that. You get a couple of guys in there just talking nothing about baseball, but um, stuff like that. But, you know, just keeping it light like the movie, but it's also, uh, there's some, there's some truth to the movie, but also probably some uh, exaggerations, but. How about non-baseball movie? What do you like? Oh, I'm a big superhero guy. Love, uh, you know, of all of them, probably Dark Knight's probably my favorite. Oh, but, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Hey, hold on, he's hold got on. The, he's like got all the, all the Dark Knight egg. Oh man! Starts here, goes all the way no over here. No way, man! That's awesome. I grew up a big uh, Batman guy. You know, I've kind of moved to to Marvel now, but I Batman, uh, Dark Knight's by far my favorite uh, superhero movie. Okay, did you watch the new Batman movie with uh, Robert? Pattinson? Yeah, Robert. Yep, yeah. What were your thoughts? I thought he did a great job. You know, Thank it's different. It's Thank different. You. Thank you. 
I think it's different, right? Like it's more of the detective Batman side of it. I think he, uh, I think he did a great job. It shows more of the, you know, I, I love the movie. It could have been five hours. I would have loved every bit of it. So I, I thought, you know, if they did a great job, it was very, uh, I think it sets up a little bit too. You know, there's definitely more story arcs to go past that, but I thought, I thought it was a good movie. So I gotta ask, I gotta ask since we're talking Batman, big Batman fan here and order your favorite. Oh, Christian Bale, number one, no question. Um, um, I love Robert Pattinson. We'll go to probably. Oof. Oof. I like the movie. I mean, you like Keaton? Is that your? No, Clu- keep, going, Clu- keep going. Keep going. I'll oh, say no, I'll no, go. No, no, He's a big Adam Pattinson. West guy. No, no. I you know I I haven't really watched a lot of Adam West and you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the TV show TV show ones. But so I'll I'll keep Adam West out of it. I can't give a popular of my four. Like my four Batman have been like Christian Bale, probably Pattinson. Or I put five: Pattinson, Keaton, um, Affleck, Clooney. I'd have to go Bale. Yeah. Keaton, Pattinson, okay. Affleck, Kilmer. I absolutely. Oh yeah. Come on, man! You cannot yeah. have Batman with nipples. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You guys are excluding yeah. my favorite one. Which is? Kevin Conroy, baby. The uh, Batman oh, animated series. Yeah. He was a cartoon. That would be there like, was. Ooh. Mask of the Phantasm was in Say, was that Was that Mark Hamill? Mark, wasn't Mark Hamill Joker in that one? Yes. Mark Hamill, yep. That was a good Mark one. Hamill He's a good Joker, did. yeah. I don't. I think that I go Ledger for number one for my Jokers, but yeah. Mark, Mark Hamill has the, has the best laugh of all of them. He has yes. the best Joker laugh. Yeah, I love that this transition to this because this is what I could talk about this for hours, and this is kind of my outside of baseball. This is my all right. What's your Marvel? Oh, well, I mean, tough to not go with like movies or characters. Let's go character. Uh, probably I like Iron Man. I mean, OG, you know, tough to you know, know why you like Iron Man? Why is that? Because he's also a billionaire. Just like Batman, he's not an actual superhero. He's a vigilante as well. I yeah. thought you were going to say it's because Cole has a passing resemblance to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's I'm funny. not going to say no to that. <laughs> I don't think that he uh, he makes war bo- bombs for freaking uh, war. No, hopefully, hopefully, just the billionaire part one day. That'll be that'd be a good comparison. And, but... and the suit. I would yeah, love to have that yeah. suit. Oh yeah, but no, I love love Marvel. It's a very you know I kept up with it from the beginning, so it's kind of uh, it's good to see it. Hopefully, going in the right direction now. Edward Norton or Mark Ruffalo? Oh, Ruffalo. I mean, I it's I, I still watch the Ed Norton one, but it's you it's know so weird. I I don't mind it probably as much. Just like if it's on TV, I might watch it. But if it's you know it's funny we. Spring training, you know, it was like a couple guys, probably five or six of us. We watched all the Marvel movies in order again, you know, because we're in the hotels. Many is nineteen, twenty nineteen, maybe, and so you're you watch one or two a day, and you're sitting there, uh, you know, killing a bunch of time. But we actually skipped that. We skipped the Incredible Hulk one of that when we were watching. <laughs> I just recently got all all of the uh, Marvel uh, movies, and I just had myself a Marvel. Um, movie thon or whatever it's called yeah it's so like you said i watched the incredible hulk and i could have skipped it yeah yeah there's not an incredible amount when they like recast the characters kind of like that it's very you know you can skip it if you really want to yeah it really just has that one the only thing i remember about it honestly was the um the thing at the end where robert downey jr shows up there yeah yeah that's kind of all that's kind of all you know yeah. So off of the comic book movies, though, <laughs> if you had to take, we're still staying on movies, but okay, okay. Valentine's Day is coming up. You got to take your wife oh, to a yeah. movie. What are you taking her to? Deadpool. Oh, great! <laughs> like one coming up soon. A movie coming oh, out. Oh no, soon, you can. Or... You, you know what? It, oh, it's, okay. It's not, it's not coming up. It's not something because I. No, have no, no, no. Okay. No, I. Out. You know, I'm. I'm not never to shy away from some rom coms. You know, there's some. There's some good ones out there. So I. I. You know, I've probably seen. I've probably seen more than I. 
care to admit, but you know, the, uh, there are, there definitely are some good ones, especially for Valentine's day coming up. So what's the number one Kolkata rom-com? Oh, that's, that's tough. Put me, the, <laughs> put me on the spot. I can't, ah, I'm going to have to attach my title to a movie here. Um, man, I don't, I'll talk about mine if you want. All right. Yeah. 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 Give me a little. Let's hear, let's hear you embarrass yourself first. Mine. Oh, I'm not even, I'm not embarrassed. (laughs) This is the proposal. Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's such a good one. That's definitely up there, but not. Is that, that has Betty White in it, right? Yeah. I remember I didn't. Ryan Reynolds and. uh, Yeah. 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 I, I love the wedding singer. I absolutely consider it a rom-com. I think it's Adam Sandler's best movie. Um, Oh, on that. Yeah. You think it's his best movie ever? I think it's his best movie. I speaking of the same cast, Fifty First Dates. That's up there. I think that's better than him and Barrymore have so much chemistry. Like, yeah, that's good. It is tough though because I have very fond memories, and this is going. I'm probably going to date myself because I was like ten or eleven, but I remember going to baseball camp, overnight baseball camp in Bristol, Connecticut. And watching Big Daddy back to back with Armageddon, and I think Whoa, Big Daddy is my favorite transition. Is yeah, no, oh, I don't know Big how Daddy's we went. I, I don't know how we went from Big Daddy to Armageddon with it, but but you know, it was like maybe it was just Steve Buscemi things. I don't know, but yeah, I guess you know, I could I could argue Wedding Crashers is Ooh. kind of a rom com. Very much calm, kind of a little wrong. That's definitely a rom com. I that might be number one if that's in the, if that's eligible for the category. That's, that's I think lost. that's eligible. It is literally about weddings. How are you? Yeah, you get there less, you go. It's in the title. How do you? Yeah. Uh, how can you be less of a rom com than that? Yeah. Vince Vaughn, my favorite part of that movie was Vince Vaughn talking to uh, Wilson. He's like, "Did you give her the good old motorboat?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, hmm, where would I I've, go? I'd have to. I. Hmm, it's not. Hmm, it's not a comedy. It's not a romantic comedy. But uh, I mean, Deadpool came out on uh, Valentine's Day when it the first one did. It's kind of a rom com in a way. They have the whole like careless whisper thing. I mean, it's not yeah. really a rom com. But as far as cop outs go, I don't hate it. <laughs> I'm not copping out. <laughs> No, we can count it. We can count it. That's, that's okay. fair. <laughs> Don't you judge me, Edward. I'm not. Deadpool's <laughs> a great movie. It's not. Listen, if, if you've never seen a rom-com in your life, it's fine. Oh, no, I've definitely I've seen The Proposal. That was like my, my go-to as soon as I was like, Ed likes this movie because I've seen it. <laughs> Anything on, uh, what is it, the Hallmark Channel? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll stop I, now. I get Hallmark and Lifetime kind of confused. I like don't know. Which very similar. Yeah, very similar. Which Hallmark is the one, is like one that has a movies, lot of like it? I killed my wife and now I got caught movies on it, or like I killed. That's the Lifetime. Some, there's a lot of murder it. ones on it, but those aren't really romantic. <laughs> uh, um, I've got some. Other, I've got another Twitter question from you. Uh, if 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 you're if you're up for it, Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is from SMO Gamer um, eleven hundred. What has been the most enjoyable team in the minor leagues you have played for? Oh man, that's a good one too. Man, we've had a uh, like I said, kind of all the way through. We've had a lot of similar guys throughout the throughout the years, and so we've had. Um, it's tough to pick. It's tough to pick one team. I think there's definitely stretches of or moments that kind of make, make it the best, you know, like we went to the playoffs in 2019 with Salem, um, you know, that celebration, that was an unbelievable time. You know, we went on an unbelievable run in Portland and uh, last year. And again, kind of, I think it's more, more so like on and off, off the field stuff that make the teams great. Like there's so many moments on the field, you know, walk-offs and, you know, very special moments uh, like that. But you know, it's the guys, and I think you know we've kind of had a lot of similar guys throughout the throughout the years uh, together, which has been great. So, those kind of off the field stuff makes it makes it a little bit more special. Yeah. Um, speaking of guys with walk offs, that I think I believe you were you were you and Big Joe Davis in the same draft class? Uh, I think he might have been twenty nineteen. 
I can't I can't remember actually. I think he was. We played against each other in college, but I think he was there one more year. I could be wrong. Twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. But uh, were you guys? Did you guys play together much? Uh, no, we. I don't think we. I think we were together maybe for a couple games in Greenville in twenty twenty one before I left. But that was about it, you know. Um, but he's you know great dude, just so much fun to be around. So he can hit the crap out of the ball. So it's you know it's very it was very fun to watch. Yeah, we were. I was pretty. Uh, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty bummed out to find out that he had um, retired a couple months ago. Just a guys like him are part of what make the miners so just just such a great experience as a fan. Just because it's like you want to see you want to see this this guy hit a ball 700 feet. Go ahead and watch. Um, I went to a game. Yeah. And I was. Um, Greenville and Hudson Valley. Uh, this was last year, and that lineup was just like Nico Cavadas, Big Joe Davis, uh, Nick Northcutt. Just, just it was just like swingers, yeah. yeah. Guys can hit the crap out of it. And you know, it was a good game yeah. to go to because I think they won like thirteen to two. It was just <laughs> home run after home run. But um, oh, that's that awesome. Was pretty awesome. Speaking of like video game scores and whatnot, are you a video game player? Do you play video games? Uh, not, not really. I, you know, I love playing the show or, you know, Madden or anything, but definitely not a, not really a gamer. Yeah. Same boat with me there. I, um, you know, I was, uh, always a pretty big movie kid, but I kind of stopped video games and again, dating myself after Nintendo 64. <laughs> I mean, like I've, I've at least owned a PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah no, I, them. yeah. <laughs> they I didn't even realize five. there were that many now. They have five, Ed. What? <laughs> There's no way you're being serious right now. I'm, I kind of am, actually. I sort of stopped. Uh, I sort of stopped being aware after PlayStation Three. <laughs> I kind of thought that was still the last one. Yeah, I, I definitely own uh, own a PlayStation Four, but don't uh, not a five, but uh, play play just sports games every once in a while. You watching? You watching any of the uh, playoff games for football? Oh yeah, every one of them. Watch. Who, uh, who's yeah. your team? Uh, I root for the Titans. You know, being from here, but right now, I mean, obviously they're not in it. So, I mean, just the games two weeks ago were unbelievable. I mean, it was every game was close. It was so much fun to watch. You know, the games the last couple uh, again they were they were fine, but you know they weren't they were really good. But I like Buffalo. I like Cincy. You know, they're fun. They're great stories to root for. Um, right now, probably, probably Cincy. I was kind of going for Buffalo, just for yeah. the Demar Hamlin situation. It's it, it would have been a like a feel good story, you know. Yeah, I uh, we've got family, uh, family and friends near Buffalo, so we we've been to I've been to a game up there, and you know, kind of root for him. We love Josh Allen. I mean, great, great guy to watch. But you've been, um, you've been to the stadium yeah, there? Yes, yeah, we went to a game uh, a couple years back. It might have been uh, the. 2019 winter 2020 like before covid stuff um went up to when they play the jets but it uh it's a great it's a great place to go i mean just so much so much fun i thought it was a dump oh i mean i'm not talking about the actual place i'm not ta- i'm talking about the experience i didn't I mean, I, i've never been to a football game i went up there for a concert and i was like this place is- oh well, that's that's complete. Can't judge off that because the game is what, and the fans are what make it what make it. And they're throwing a bunch of money into a new one, I think, soon. But the, uh, I mean, you got guys jumping on tables, burning crap in the middle of the middle of the way. You know, you're you're jumping off RVs, breaking stuff. I mean, it kind of makes it a makes it an atmosphere. And so I've got here. I've got one from somebody that says he played uh, in your league and in uh, Farragut baseball as a kid. What's the uh, What's the name? Name's Jeff Mayberry. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he says, "Hope to see him in the majors someday." Is it too early to request a pair of tickets? <laughs> oh, Jeff's a good dude. He uh, he came to watch a couple times in college as well. He's a He's a good guy, so that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, got a question about college, actually, from somebody. Uh, this is from Tr Hubs. Um, what was your? He's a, he's a fellow UK alumni, a class of awesome. three in his case. Um, 
what was your college experience like and how does the level of competition in the SEC compare to the lower minors? How does the instruction and development differ? Yeah, I loved I loved every bit of Kentucky. You know, it was uh, it was fun. You know, had unbelievable uh, unbelievable time. You know, we had uh, we had three really good teams while I was there and met you know my best friends, some of my best friends to this day. But the uh, you know the the competition similar, I think, to lower levels. Probably not as um, probably not as good because you know you get everybody in the low level is still a professional pitcher, and so I think you know you get you run into you know the big teams, the you know the Florida's Vandy's that have. You know, three all three starters are going to be in professional baseball. A bunch of handful of relievers, bunch of players, uh, hitters. I mean, so you know, you run into that too. But again, some guys are younger. Some guys are you know, you get to low A, high A. You're still you know, you're still facing professional guys. So it's it's probably similar, similar, but definitely probably not to that to that level. I think so. But again, it makes it makes it that much fun when you see guys from college, you know, you play against there all the time, you know, play with play against and all that stuff. So it's very, the circle gets smaller, the higher you get, but it's kind of fun to fun to see everybody go through that as well. Do you, what, what I, I think I may have asked this last time. I'm completely blanking though. What did you study when you were in school? Kinesiology. Oh, Definitely cool. didn't ask that question. Cause that's something I would have remembered. <laughs> Well, yeah. what, what is that? Exercise science. So okay. kind of the study that study that. So it was a, uh, I love, I'm very interested in all that. Like, you know, very, you know, once upon a time, uh, thought about going to the medical field was very, my, my mother's a doctor. So, um, growing up seeing that was awesome, you know, and being able to apply all that to sports is really cool too. Cause you have a lot of the classes I took, you know, very, you know, some very difficult classes, of course, but, you know, some very applicable to, you know, human body, sports, exercise, science, exercise, physiology, stuff like that. It's very, uh, it's, it's interesting to me. You've been very durable uh, throughout your career. Do you think that um, any of that has, uh, has related just like, re- like knowing how to take care of your body from that stuff? Uh, it could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, going through college and everything and uh, again, having, um, great people, environments around me that have helped me stay healthy. So I think obviously, um, that's a huge credit as well. But again, me learn the, the older I get, you know, the more experience I have and I, you know, kind of learn what I can, can't do what I need to be doing, uh, pregame, postgame off season, stuff like that has been uh, a big key as well. What, um, are you most looking forward to for the 2023 season? I think it's getting back to play. I mean, I think, you know, we've all been, uh, it's been a, it's been an unbelievable off season. I think I'm sure for everybody as well. Um, but you know, just excited to get back down there, see the guys and, uh, get back on the field. Have you been working on anything in particular just uh, with your game or is it like just conditioning that kind of thing? Yeah. Again, just trying always to always to improve different parts of the game, both catching, hitting, everything like that. So just, um, you know, just fine tuning everything, trying to, you know, again, there's, there's so many things you can improve on at the end of the year. You know, you have a lot of time to reflect in the off season and kind of figure out how you want to go about it and try to improve on that for next year. And again, you know, as other, everyone else is as well, you know, you're trying to learn and just figure out how you can get to the big leagues and stay there. So it's kind of a, uh, it's very much a learning, learning experience, but you're kind of trying to learn from it, take it to the off season into spring training and then into the regular season. Are you working on stealing more bags? <laughs> we'll we'll see. I'll leave that. Uh, I'll I'll let that surprise you guys later in the year. We'll uh, we'll reconvene on that maybe halfway <laughs> through the year or something. <laughs> when you're leaving uh, all catchers with like 15 steals. Well, Eli is going to be a tough one to beat there. But... Yeah, that's true. He's he's fast. <laughs> he is. He's quick. So, but it. Uh... Hey, get one this year. Oh, I'll go for it. Yeah, as long as as long as they let me try. As long as they let me steal, I'll go for it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you hit some into the uh, into that um, like the grass in left field in uh, in Polar Park. That's got to be a pretty inviting target for the, from the uh, the batter's box. Absolutely, I mean it's a it's a it's a fun place to play. So I think definitely looking forward to getting back and playing playing this year. Do you think you could hit one off of off of the train when it's passing by? Oh. As it's passing by, it'll be yeah. that'd be tough, but definitely, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll try to do it this year or something. You know we'll, who we'll did that? Out. You know who did I that? I would guess it would be Miasis. Yep, Miasis. 
Yeah, that's a good. It's an easy guess. You know, it's kind of the first person that pops in the head. So there's uh, not too many people that can do that, but he's certainly he's certainly one of them. So Vladdy Vladdy's doppelganger. Oh, I was just about to say his doppelganger. Oh yeah. Oh man. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, Ed, do you have anything else you'd like to add? You know, I'm probably gonna think of something like five minutes after we're done, but <laughs> at this moment, um, you, thank you so much for, uh, for coming back, for answering all these questions. Really, really looking forward to, uh, to seeing you more on the regular in Worcester now. Um, it's, it, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a fun season. Hopefully get to see a little bit of catch or a little bit of first base. It'll be, it'll be good. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys again for having me. Thank you so much for coming on Cole. Yeah, absolutely.